So G mm -hmm. of the grow is to, you've got to get known as the undeniable authority in your field. Nice. So instead of chasing clients, you've got to have clients that magnetize towards you and come to you expecting to pay high fees. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super excited that you're here with us today because I have my most amazing guest, Diana. Diana, thank you so much for being here with us today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Can't wait. Awesome. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. So Diana Lidstone, um, what I love to do is help busy entrepreneurs who've been in business for a while and they're pulling their hair out because their business is running them instead of them running their business. And I love helping them to grow their business so that they get all this money and they can do whatever they want with it. Love it. We love having money and being able to do whatever we want with it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So let's back up the bus a bit. And how did you get into business coaching? Ooh, well, I've been an entrepreneur myself for almost 40 years. So I won't go back all that way because it's a long way. <laughs> but um, I guess to get into coaching, um, I'd had a retail store for about 12 years and I'm kind of the entrepreneur who jumps in, doesn't know how I'm going to do it. I just know I'm going to do it. And that was the case for the retail store. And after uh, we sold the building that we owned, I kind of wandered around not knowing what to do and uh, met a client of mine who had been a client at the retail store. And we met at a networking event. And she said, Tana, you should teach people how to grow their businesses. And I went, what? She goes, yeah, you know, it's called coaching. And I went, you mean people would pay me for that? <laughs> and that convert, I mean, I remember exactly the day, exactly where I was and, um, you know, about that conversation. And so that started the journey. And, you know, truthfully, when I started coaching, I kept selling, telling myself stories like, I don't have a coaching degree and I don't have an MBA and I don't have a business degree, blah, 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 right? All that mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, so who was my first client? Somebody with an MBA. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love that. <laughs> but I really, I, you know, I didn't know what a successful coaching business looked like. And so when I started out, I started probably like you know, a lot of coaches uh, charging by the hour and I charged $300 a month for <laughs> a private coaching with a financial advisor. And uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we won't say what inflation's kicked in since then. <laughs> no, no, no. And that was probably about, I would say, 2013, 14. Wow. Right there. Damn, I and, wish I knew you then. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, I didn't know what I know now, right? right. All of us, we grow and we learn. <laughs> and uh, so eventually I went, well, you know, I'm not making much money doing it this way. So there's got to be a better way and hired a coach and uh, joined a coaching program 
that was five figures for a year. And I went, no, I should say my husband went, ah! <laughs> right? But it was the best thing I ever did because it showed me what a profitable, sustainable coaching business looked like. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and so the story, you know, goes forward. Um, and I think, you know, we've all come to the pandemic. Um, before the pandemic, I used to do live events for women entrepreneurs, you know, and get 100 women in the room. And I did this in Montreal and Ottawa, for those of you Canadians, you know where that is. And that took so much energy. It was unbelievable. Energy and time. And then the pandemic hit and my husband retired at the same time. And um, he kept saying, Diana, when are you going to retire? When are you going to retire? And I went, oh, but I don't want to retire. I love what I do. And I love, you know, teaching and this type of thing. And so it created a little self-reflection. And I decided I had to simplify my business so that I could have more time off, but still make good money. And that's when the whole grow equation, that's when the whole um, uh, work less, earn more uh, hashtag came into effect. Um, and when I looked at what I did to my business, you know, it's kind of silly. You go look and I go, that's exactly what I'm teaching my clients. So like, good. <laughs> why would you do that? Yeah, why would I do that, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a novel concept. <laughs> yeah, novel concept. And so I, I stripped away. I let go of my group coaching programs. And now I only work privately with clients. I do the occasional workshop, but that's at my choice, right? It's, you know, I do it when I want it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I work with service-based professionals, typically I call them professionals because there may be lawyers or mortgage brokers or financial advisors, but sometimes, you know, there are coaches and there's ghost writers and all kinds of different people. So yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to stop at ghosts. I'm going, well, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do well, that? <laughs> sometimes they are a little ghostly, right? Sometimes they are the best kept secrets. So yeah. That's funny. That's awesome. So yeah my brain goes in so many directions because I still remember at the beginning of the pandem pandemic and everybody freaked out. Oh my God, what are we going to do without live courses? Our businesses are going to go broke. Yeah. This is going to be horrific. And it was like, everybody hates change apparently. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And then all of a sudden, two months later, it was like, this is awesome. I don't have to rent out a hotel. I don't have to have people oh. flying in. This is great. And and now that everything is open again, it's like, oh, do we really have to go back to live events? I don't know if I want to do that anymore. Exactly. exactly. Totally get it. That is awesome. So serving professionals, let me ask you, who do you absolutely love to help? Who's your absolute favorite? If you had to have a favorite child, then I know it's really hard to say that. Well, you know, I guess when we, you know, when we're all asked that question, we look at perhaps who our past clients are that we really loved or current clients. And, you know, I have a current client who I absolutely love working with because I feel it's a partnership, right? Um, and she's a lawyer from a small city here in Ontario. And we had met at an event where I was speaking probably a year before. 
anyway, she was driving along the 401. I lived near the 401. She says, Anna, can I stop and, you know, chat with you? I said, sure. You know, we'll have a coffee around the kitchen table. And she's came in we sat at the kitchen table and she says, I have this amazing idea for a product that I want to launch. And she, you know, I just let her talk about it. I said, well, you know, I think that's going to cost you a little bit of money and a little bit of time to get off the ground. And she said, yeah, it is. She says, but can you help me with it? And I said, well, can we just back up a little bit? I said, do you think maybe that getting profitable first would be the first step? And she goes, well, could you make me profitable? And I said, well, no, I can't make you profitable, but we could work together to make you profitable. <laughs> Who would want to be profitable? Come on. Yeah, well, Going to business, never... you invest your life savings. <laughs> I know. Profit, I what's that? And from what I understand, you know, and because I know this to be true, because I've worked with others, they've been in business for several years, and they find, oh, I've had one year that's way up and a couple of years that are way down. And like this lawyer, she came to me with a, a four year loss declared on her books that was not $100 a year, and it wasn't $1,000 a year, it was five figures a year. So she was borrowing, right? Ouch. Ouch. And um, yeah, she says, you know, can you make me profitable? And I said, well, we can work together on that. And that was two years ago. The other day we were looking at her figures and she goes, and she gets so excited, right? As do I, uh, because she's on track for a 400K profit. Year. Nice. And Yay. I yes. Yeah. So who do I love working with? Those people who aren't afraid to do business differently than what they have been doing and, you know, to roll up their sleeves and really get to work. What a great Cinderella story. That was awesome. So you, you kind of killed two birds with one stone in my questions, but I love that. So when you're working with somebody, what does that look like? How do you kind of structure your programs and what are they learning? That was 20 million questions in one. I, I, I pausing. Okay. Uh, let's talk about my program. So yes. I do one-on-one -on -one work and, um, you know, I teach my clients, you have one program and you have an upsell and you have a downsell. Okay. So my program is one-to-one -one coaching minimum commitment a year. My downsell, if I would say, would be a VIP day, strategy day. And my upsell, which I haven't really got yet, but I'm working on, is a retreat. Nice. Basically, yeah. that's it. Fun. So just because I'm curious, is it, would that be a business retreat, kind of virtual online, or is it a, like, out of the office, Bali type? Yeah, well, Don't know I've, always, <laughs> I've always had this dream. I've always yep. had this dream since I started coaching to host warm weather retreats, business mm -hmm. retreats. Yep. So personally, I'm going on my first business retreat with a coach this fall. Ooh, nice. Now it's not warm weather, but it's, you know, it's a retreat. And I like, <laughs> well, you're in Toronto, so you're either going south, which will be warmer, or you're going up to Churchill and you're going to watch the oh, polar bear run. <laughs> yeah, which I've done that. Nice. But uh, yeah, no, we're going to Vermont and it's nice. going to be a business retreat. 
And but my intention is in the next year or two to launch uh, warm weather retreat, whether it's with one person or five, but that'll be it. Um, so that's kind of what my programs are. How do I work? So, you know, you talked about growing a business. Well, I use the word grow as an acronym. Tell tales. Tell tales. So G mm -hmm. of the grow is to, you've got to get known as the undeniable authority in your field. Nice. So instead of chasing clients, you've got to have clients that magnetize towards you and come to you expecting to pay high fees. So that is a whole process in itself, the G. The R is more about the profits. So R stands for ramp up your profits, whether that's in pricing, which 90% you know, of the people come to me, they raise their prices multiple times. Is it in focusing on, you know, working in your zone of genius? Is it whatever it is focusing on? So that's ramp up your profits. The O is about optimizing your assets or resources. So this is about you, the CEO of the business. It's about, um, you know, a team. It's about support. Um, it's about systems. Oh, and I see Michelle smiling when I say the word system. I love system. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that's the O. So if you take the G plus the R plus the O, that equals the W, which is work less, earn more. And uh, so the grow equation is uh, how I work with clients. I have a grow equation calculator that I walk them through to start. And then we walk through multiple times so that they can see their process. And the grow equation is also the name of my podcast. So. Nice. Love that. So peeps, go and check out the grow equation. And you will also notice that the R does not stand for revenue. No. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, running no. at a loss on a high revenue is worse than running at a loss at a low revenue. Why? Because you're going in debt further than you would if you weren't making money, which doesn't make any sense yeah. either way you look at that. <laughs> no, no. And I, I really try to, you know, the, the word sales figure or revenue figure, I try to kind of stop talking about that. And I talk about sustainably profitable businesses. Nice. And well, and it comes into lifestyle as well, because mm -hmm. once you hit a certain profit, if you know your numbers, then you know when you're when you've hit your profit ideal, which then comes into play. OK, do we want to restructure the company and have more people doing more of the work or what do we want to look at? So um, I am loving this because. Uh, we know from the beginning of this conversation that, you know, strategy is my love language. When you start talking business, I'm just like, oh, yes, I'm tell me more, tell me more. Because yeah. I think when people hear it more often in a different way, it makes sense because it can come across as, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. And right. yet they're running their company at a deficit or they're not paying themselves or they're, you know, there are times when, you know, you have to pay your staff on credit card because that's how the money gets transferred. But then there's a, the other kind of I'm paying my employees on credit card and that's not good. So what do you think people have the biggest issue with when one looking at their numbers and two, why don't they like to become profitable? And I think there's like 
feel free to morph that into your own words, but I think there really is something there that they're afraid of. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Thanks. A lot of the, uh, so I'll back it up. Mm -hmm. I think business, people start a business because they want freedom, flexibility, whatever you want to call that, right? Mm -hmm. I call it the F word. Um, but, and they start a business because they're really good at something. So we call that their brilliance, their zone of genius, whatever it is. And, or they go to school like the lawyer or the financial advisor, right? So they, they have this expertise. The problem is that there's another whole side of business. And I call it like looking at a coin. One side of the coin is your expertise. The other side of the coin is the business of business. And that can't the escape. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, <laughs> you know, becoming a marketer, because we all, well, especially you and I know that it's not the best person or the best expert who gets hired. It is the best marketer who gets hired, right? So that's unfortunately. Uh, and I love marketing. So that's my, my thing. Um, and then there's this whole bit about numbers. And I think just so many people aren't exposed to that, if I can say that word. Uh, they aren't trained, they haven't got enough um, background in it. So I have another pro little program that I'm kind of beta testing this year. And it's all about numbers. And, um, you know, they, uh, people say, the people in the program will go, well, I don't like numbers. I don't like looking at them. I don't like calculating them. They don't even like talking to a freaking bookkeeper. And that is the death of business because business is about making money. And if you can't look at your numbers, and make sure that you're profitable, then I won't say what the frig aren't you do? What are you doing it for? Is it a hobby or a business? Right? Well, and I think a lot of people have trauma from, you know, that grade four math teacher that told them that they sucked at uh, math, uh, proverbially or literally. Uh, and I don't think people realize how much fun numbers are, especially bank numbers, when you start calculating your profit. And it is a very fun, it changed, for me, it changed the way I looked at banking reconciliation, all that kind of fun stuff. I mean, I used to do accounts receivable, so I mean, I could work with the spreadsheet and do all that fun jazz. But when it was my money and it was profit, it was way more fun. <laughs> like oh, it was yeah. just a, <laughs> took yeah. it to a new echelon. So, so yeah. if you have grade four math trauma, it's okay. Go talk to Diana, become profitable, and I promise you will love, love, love working with your numbers. And I think too, a oh, yeah. lot of people are afraid of um, that they're taking advantage of somebody else. That it needs to be, you know, the lowest cost, the you know, if we start talking pro profit, I'm just inflating my program. I'm not creating the value for him. Talk to me about all that crap that goes on. Well, all that crap that goes on is um, kind of what I call the itty bitty shitty committee. And that <laughs> happens in the seven inches between one ear and another ear. And um, 
So one of the things that I, I just did a little Facebook Live on this morning was about what I call the five critical S's. And one of those five critical S's is what I call the state of mind. And it's your state of mind, you as the CEO. And, um, you know, it's time to put on your big girl panties and look at your numbers and be profitable and instead of letting your business run you you got into this for a reason so you know let's do it let's make it I happen think, yeah yeah and i think there are some other people who you know there's the fear of success and there's the fear of failure mm -hmm. nine times out of ten it's the fear of success and I will even say, you know, a conversation I had recently with this lawyer client that I was, you know, case study I was talking about. And um, she said, well, what if I, you know, she's already on track for this huge number of profit. She goes, but what if I get more clients? There's the fear of success. Mm -hmm. And the fear of letting go and the fear of being the leader and the being that brave visionary. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on becoming a successful, profitable entrepreneur. I'm loving all of these. And I think that I know the answer to the question because we've come across a few of them. <laughs> but what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody's going through right now and they're going, oh, my God, Diana, I need you so badly right now? Well, I think, you know, one of the stumbling blocks is uh, what I call the marketing hustle. One suggestion is stay off social media. <laughs> yes. Because guess what? All those online gurus and you all know it, you know, I, here's my easy button course to fix this problem. And there's a hundred million of them. And none of them work because they're only pieces of the puzzle. And they're only pieces of the puzzle. And so you can't build a strong foundation with just pieces of the puzzle. It's got to be a, it's got to be a whole equation. That's what I call it. So, oh, absolutely. And so the marketing hustle, sorry, I mm -hmm. digress. The marketing hustle is really about, and you know, uh, throwing spaghetti at the wall. I'll try this. I'll try that. I'll try this. I'll try that. And um, it doesn't build any momentum or any traction in your business. And so the G part of the grow equation is about how are you going to... Um, become known? How are you going to niche down? And I work with my clients to not just niche down, but micro niche. And how are you going to stop sounding like everybody else in your industry? Like how many of you go to networking events and, you know, there's three real estate agents there. Hi, I'm a real estate agent. And hi, I'm a real, I, and I pick on real estate agents, but let's say there's financial advisors. There's four of those and they all say the same thing. But if you're saying the same thing, how does anybody know who they should choose? You've got to stop sounding the same. And um, yeah, you've got to stop sounding the same. You've got to create your own little micro niche and 
tell people what you're really, really freaking good at. Nice. I love that, which of course requires them to work with you because if they knew what that was, they'd be doing it already and they're not. So I know that listeners are going to want to start the journey with you. How did they begin that? Oh, it, well, you know, I have this website and it's a very complicated name. It's my name, dianalidstone.com. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, and uh, up in the top right-hand corner is a buried color button and it says schedule your call. And there's a few questions because I ask people a few questions before we get on the phone. Um, and that's how the process gets started. So we have to chat, we have to see what you want and we have to work towards what you want, but maybe doing it in a different way. Awesome. Love it. So peeps go to dianalidstone.com. We will have that of course in the show notes for you. You can go and check that out. So Diana, you've been awesome, but I have to ask you at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> um let's see actually you know my dad was a really smart guy he was an engineer but my mom and he made good money but my mom was a spendy wendy okay mm -hmm. and so my dad was always trying to try out new side hustles and he failed at every freaking one Aww. and because i saw that and i saw him really truly lose part of himself every time he failed. When I started my first business, I went, there's no freaking way I'm going to fail. Right. And so I did the hustle and I worked the long hours. And then I soon realized that wasn't really the way to build a sustainable business. But my first business was back in 1983. Um, I had been an back then there was executive secretaries mm -hmm. and I had had uh, my first child and getting up at in the dark at 6 30 in the morning and going out the door at seven or whatever it was in Montreal and coming home in the dark again after picking up the child from daycare wasn't my idea of a lifestyle and so I don't know if you're peeps remember, but 1983, IBM came out with their first home computer. Ooh. And I bought one and I became today's version of a VA, a virtual assistant. So that was very fun. Yeah, that was my uh, first foyer into entrepreneurship. Wow, that must have been challenging at best, thinking that everybody was still on paper and pens and carbon copies, and you had a dial-up that took about yeah. six minutes. To... Oh, no, we didn't even use the internet back then. Oh. No, no, no. People, I would put ads in local newspapers. Uh, you know, there was the yellow pages. Right. People would call, say, can I drop something off for you to do? Or there was the old um, cassette, so I would listen and then transcribe. Yeah. Life wow. <laughs> you were like not a leading edge. You're bleeding edge. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get people to accept that you're a virtual assistant while they, they have to drive over and drop off their yep. documents for you. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. I love that. Thank you. Diana, again, you have been absolutely fantastic. 
And thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it immensely. Any last words for our peeps? No, thank you so much for having me. And, you know, last words is just go out and do it. Um, yeah, get shit done. <laughs> Love that. That was one of our mottos. We got that on t-shirts. <laughs> and my clients are buying me t-shirts every time they saw something to that effect. Yes, get shit done. Peeps, yeah. this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. If you know anyone that would make a great guest for the show, if you have a question or topic you'd like me to discuss, reach out to me at michelle at awarenessstrategies.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show first and then ask me questions and then you'll know that you got your question answered. That'd be awesome. <laughs> we love hearing from you. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.